0: God's Plan for Victory The Meaning of Postmillennialism by R. J. Restuni Narrated by Jeremy Walker. Produced with permission by the Chalcedon Foundation. Chapter 7 Predestination and the Law. It is now time to speak of the errors of much postmillennialism and its adherents and the reason for their decay. The heart of postmillennialism is the faith that Christ will through his people accomplish and put into force the glorious prophecies of Isaiah and all the scriptures, and that he shall overcome all his enemies through his covenant people, and that he shall exercise his power and kingdom in all the world and over all men and nations, so that whether in faith or in defeat, every knee shall bow to him and every tongue shall confess God. Romans 14.11 Philippians 2.11 God declares through Isaiah I have sworn by myself the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that unto me every knee shall bow every tongue shall swear Isaiah 45.23 St. Paul restates this as fulfilled in Christ's coming and through his people Romans 14.11 Philippians 2.11 the first great petition of the Lord's Prayer declares the centrality of this aspect of our faith. We are required in true prayer to pray quote, after this manner unquote. matthew six nine asking God, quote, "Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven unquote. matthew six ten prayers which are mindless of this petition miss the essence and heart of prayer. As our Lord requires it. How is Christ's kingdom to come? Scripture is again very definite and explicit. The glorious peace and prosperity of Christ's reign will be brought about only as people obey the covenant law. In Leviticus 26, Deuteronomy 28, and all of Scripture, this is plainly stated. There will be peace and prosperity in the land, the enemy will be destroyed and men will be free of evils only if ye walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them. Leviticus 26.3 The obedience of faith to the law of God produces irresistible blessings. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord, thy God. Deuteronomy 28.2 On the other hand, disobedience leads to irresistible curses, but it shall come to pass, that thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Deuteronomy 28.15 According to these and other declarations of Scripture, the determination of all things within time is in terms of obedience and disobedience to god's law this is plainly spelled out for the various areas of life first national rural and urban prosperity and success are conditional upon obedience to god's law second human fertility is similarly an area where god's curse and blessing are operative and we are either cursed or blessed in the fruit of our bodies third Agricultural fertility and prosperity are also tied to the law. Fourth, the weather is likewise related to the law, so that God judges and blesses by means of rain, hail, snow, dew, and the sun. Fifth, our relationship to our enemies is again conditional upon obedience. Sixth, our personal lives and activities are blessed or cursed, in terms of our obedience to god's law the doctrine of predestination is not fatalism it does not deny responsibility to man rather it asserts the coincidence of god's predestination and man's responsible action so that while the primary causality is of god the secondary causality is of man the reality of secondary causes is not negated but is rather established by god's primary causality i'm not less a man because i'm a sinner a mortal and a child of my times equally i'm not less a responsible man and in a secondary sense a man with limited though free will albeit a creaturely and derivative will because god is the primary cause of all things and the only ultimate and absolute will God's determination of history is thus plainly described in His law. If we believe and obey, and we are blessed and we prosper in Him. If we deny Him and disobey His law, we are cursed and confounded. We are not raptured into success in Greek fashion. The premillennial idea of the rapture denies God's law, and therefore denies God. For His law is the major part of His inscribed word, and we cannot call a lawless God, the God of Scripture. The Amillennials deny any victory in history and thus deny the very form and nature of God's predestination of history so that their doctrine of predestination becomes a formal hollow shell. Antinomian Postmillennials deny the God-given way to God's kingdom when they bypass the law. In effect, they posit without reference to it a rapture. How else is the world going to move from its present depravity into God's order? Are we going to float in on vague prayers and, quote, higher life, unquote, spirituality? The antinomian postmillennials have no answer. The charge is often raised that the postmillennialism of colonial and 19th century Calvinism led to the social gospel of the 20th century. No one has documented this charge, which is obviously false. The Hodges, Warfield, Macon, and others were not the source of the social gospel and were hostile to it. The roots of that movement are in Arminianism and very directly in that notable humanistic revivalist C.G. Finney. It must be added, however, that as emphasis on God's law waned because of the Arminianism of the day and the decline of the Reformed theologian into a rationalistic rather than biblical apologetics, the initiative in society fell into the hands of the advocates of the social gospel by default. They alone had an, quote, answer, unquote, for social problems. Their answer, however, was and is humanistic politics. It is thusly urgently necessary that Christians return to the law as the God-given means to realizing God's order. The declaration of scripture is clear, quote, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Unquote. Deuteronomy twenty eight fourteen, to deny God's law, is to deny Him and His kingdom, and to serve other gods and another faith. This we have been doing, and calling it quote, of the Lord. Unquote. Is it any wonder we are under judgment? we need to pray with a psalmist. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. Psalms 119.64 God has a plan for the conquest of all things by his covenant people. That plan is his law. It leaves no area of life and activity untouched, and it predestines victory. To deny the law is to deny God AND HIS PLAN FOR VICTORY